Every Friday, uh, we get into our email inbox. These are real messages that are sent to talk at ryanjesperson.com by real talkers that have something to say, and they want it to come through this microphone. It's presented every week by our good friends at Local Environmental Services. It's a tradition we call Trash Talk! All right, this one from Donna, who says, Jespo, I love your show. Great interviews, great dialogue, but one comment about your new digs. Beautiful studio, but uh, where's the art? Where's the art? The bricks behind you are boring. That from Donna. Well, Donna, I'll tell you what. As I look at these bricks and I run my hand across them, I think of the centuries of history from the bricklayers that came before us, placing the bricks laying the mortar, telling the stories of time immemorial. All right, inside joke for the Canadian politic enthusiast. But why don't I move on? This one from Keith, a rural restaurant discrimination edition. He says, this week I've seen four Southern Alberta restaurants owned and operated by small business people and good chefs close. Many of them have been open for decades. They ask for very little, just loans, extensions, maybe, I don't know, the ability to recover from shutdowns. Restaurant people adjust to variables. Keith says we're damn good at it. We look forward to seeing the cost-benefit analysis and adjusting. Having customers in fear versus temporary close makes sense, but but we got to be there to work and recover, right? Our new leader, our new premier says that anti-vaxxers have been the most discriminated against, the most impacted, and, and oh, how we should all hang our heads in shame for those that made a choice to not get the jab. He says, those that protested up and down the highway outside my restaurant as my wife, myself, and my child ran a pickup-only counter in a 120-seat restaurant, that or being completely closed, he says, now, per your interview with Danielle Smith, I won't use F, B, or C, but I will say that a sand enema lubed with ivermectin may be the cure to the moronic statements made by Smith. Premier will be reserved that title for the 2023 party leader with the most seats. Yours truly, Keith, just a cook. Thanks, Keith. How about this one from Triple A Lady? That's Anne in Ardrossan, Alberta. She says, Jespo, the new studio looks amazing, and I'm delighted that you clearly love it. She says, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on TikTok. She says, I only really communicate online with your show, but I need to let off a lot of steam, and I trust you with getting out my thoughts. I am both delighted and disgusted with our new premier. I'm delighted she's listened to the radical few and formed her ideas around their ideas. I'm delighted that she won her position with 53% of members. Wasn't it 51% that Jason Kenney determined wasn't enough to continue? I'm delighted that she has the knack of sound bites so well understood and uses them. Perhaps they can be used to others' advantage as well. I'm delighted that her followers will show their true stripes in our next election in May. But I'm disgusted that she's trying to take out the middle-of-the-road alternative available to Albertans. I'm disgusted that the good work that's been done to protect us will be undone because she's going to put people in place who wish to tear down the fabric of our province. I'm disgusted that she will couch all of her promises and laws as a reason to promote Alberta when really it's a desire to withdraw from the collective good of Canada. I'm disgusted that she'll turn family members against family members. I'm disgusted that she pretends to have the power to make the changes she proposes. So in a way, I'm delighted 
because the true colors of Premier Smith and her party are now showing. And I do believe there are enough really intelligent people in this province to vote her and her party out of office. So let's leave the radical fringe out there squeaking and squawking their way into oblivion and let Premier Smith be their leader, not mine. That from AAA Lady, thanks to Anne in our Drossen. And this one from Jillian, who's going to wrap up our week with a bow and send us into the weekend. She says, Jespo, listening to your show with uh, Sarah Elder Chaminara. She was on yesterday, the founder of Madam Premier. Says politics are too polarizing. She's selling her political feminist fashion brand. Jillian says, I, I feel it's noble that Sarah wants to see more women elected, but, but, but I don't agree. Uh-uh. She says, sorry to swear, but like, fuck that. I don't want more women in politics, says Jillian. I want more feminists in politics. I have no interest in putting energy into helping right-wing white women into positions of power only for them to use those platforms to help misogynists take away women's rights, like Amy Coney Barrett has in the States, or or maybe to claim that women don't want or need affordable childcare, like several provincial and federal conservatives have done in Canada. If the white dude who went to private school in Quebec and grew up with a whole bunch of privilege sees the need to properly fund schools, provide affordable healthcare, and send me extra childcare payments during a pandemic, he is the type of sister that I need. The female voice in politics that simply echoes misogynistic platforms causes more damage to women's rights and opportunities than the misogynists could ever achieve on their own. More people of color in politics is nearly always beneficial to racialized communities. More LGBTQ2S plus people in politics nearly always serves as a great voice for those marginalized groups. But more women in politics does not automatically bring benefits to women as a whole. The patriarchy greatly rewards women who work against feminism. And for some women, the rewards are too great to pass up. So they'll vote against equal pay for women. They'll blame rape victims for their assault. They'll chirp, we don't need feminism. You won't find many prominent people of color or members of the LGBTQ2S plus community fighting against their own. Patriarchy divides women into good girls who toe the line and bad girls who moan about equality and then criticizes all of us for not getting along. It's very frustrating that some women choose to be a part of the game and haven't yet realized that very few women ever win at it. So, I disagree with Sarah on that point, but I sure wouldn't cancel her. I mean, some of the stories she shared of angry folks contacting her were just nuts. Like, wow, some folks really need to do some reflecting. I can disagree with Ms. Elder Chaminara and still totally love her products and totally love her website. Jillian says, to all of you real talkers, have a lovely weekend. Now, typically I would throw the email, but I'm going to hang on to this one because I think it's got a pretty good chance of being our real talk email of the month for the month of October, Jillian. But October's not over yet. You can send us your trash talk to talk at ryanjesperson.com. Coming up on the show next week, Former Premier, leader of the official opposition, Rachel Notley, is going to join us. Psychologist and author Dr. Jody Carrington is going to join us. Plus another great lineup. If you want even further insights, go to our website, ryanjesperson.com, and scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up for our 
Real Talk Sunday message. It's a free weekly email that lets you know everything that's coming up. John, big shout out to you this week. Our first week in the new studio. You are making this thing tick, baby. And Real Talkers, to you for liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing our content. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We're going to keep going pedal to the metal Monday morning. Have a great weekend.